Sal Berry. Dude, I literally watched hockey for like 11 hours straight. It was awesome. And Tim Parrish. I'm sick and tired of hearing it because this is a copycat league, but that's all you hear coaches say. We want to be fast, 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 and that's how we're going to win. This is the Puck Junk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Puck Junk Podcast. Uh, I'm Sal Barry. Along with me is Tim Parrish, the real DFG on Twitter. Today we're going to talk about insert set. So I will warn you, we are going to talk a bit about the 90s because that was really like the really big boom for insert sets. But we're going to go through a lot of different things kind of quickly and not just talk about one particular set for 30 minutes. So Tim, any words you want to say before we get started on this? Well, I figured we were going to go down the list of uh, uh, of these these silly, silly, silly sets. You know, keep in mind, this is not an all-inclusive list. If anybody has some that they'd like to add, feel free to leave a comment. We tried to hit the majority of what we felt was... The silly names, the sets with the silly yeah, names, right? Sets with, sets with the silliest or strangest or oddest or just plain stupid names. So you won't find Ice Kings on this list or you won't find like OPG Team Crests on this list because those are both pretty cool insert sets and you didn't have silly ridiculous names or kind of silly ideas. So I'm actually surprised with the first one on the list here which was 9293 Pinnacle Team 2000. Why start with that? I mean besides it's the first one you know chronologically speaking. First thing I thought whenever Pinnacle came out and this Team 2000 set came out, first of all, they were inserts and they were hard to pull, if I remember correctly. And when you did pull them, I looked at these and thought, Team 2000, I wonder how many of these guys will actually be playing in the year 2000. Because you got to remember, Team 2000 was a set in 1992, so eight years prior to the year 2000. Mm -hmm. And the average lifespan of a hockey player, I believe, is less than four years, so... Well, let's see. Looking at the list really quick, we got Eric Lindros, Mike Madano, Nick Lindstrom, Tony Amante. All right, we're three for three. Felix Potvin, four for four. Scott Lachance, okay, four for five, or five for six. Okay, Matt Sundin, Pavel Bury, Eric Desjardins, Owen Nolan, Dominic Roussel, ugh, Scott Niedermeyer, Vecheslav Kozlov, Patrick Poole, ugh, Patrick Poulin, Yarmir Yager, he'll be in Pinnacle Team 3000 set. Correct. Um, Rob Blake, Pierre Turgeon, Rod Brindamore, Joe Juno, okay, Tim Chivalday, <laughs> maybe in the minors, Joe Sackett, Kevin Todd, no, Rob Pearson, no, Trevor Linden, Dimitri Kriest, I, I don't, I don't even know, Christich, Christich, I, is that how you say his name? I don't even know how to pronounce it, but I'm imagining he didn't stick around. Pat Falloon, Jeremy Roenick, Alex McGilney, Gilbert Dion, Sergey Fedorov. Okay, so. A good 20 out of 30 of those guys were still around. But I think the All idea right. was for Pinnacle to say, hey, these are the young stars of 1992, and they will be here in 2000. Well, they were partially right. All right. So then another set from that year, we had the Parkhurst Cherry Picks. Yes, Cherry Picks. I understand, and I get the joke. These were um, players that Don Cherry supposedly handpicked for this set. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't I don't like the name. I what is it? What is a cherry picker in hockey? Um, Wayne Gretzky. No, it's that guy who doesn't come back and help defense, and he hangs around the red line waiting for that breakout Wayne pass. Wayne Gretzky. 
So I was playing in my men's hockey league the other day, and I'm on defense, and the puck gets cleared out of the offensive zone, and I turn, and there's a guy on the other team, and of course it was the douchey guy with the tinted visor, you know, the half shield, but it's a half shield that's tinted, and he's camping out at the red line, he's cherry picking. The puck goes right to him, he has a breakaway, because he's a good 30 feet behind me, and then he goes in and scores. That is a cherry picker. Wayne Gretzky. Wow. Okay. So you don't like you don't like the joke cherry picks or cherries picks or whatever. Yes. If you look up cherry pick in Webster's, there's a picture of Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Well, moving so, on. That's all I'm saying. Players that don't play defense. Okay. Leaf painted warriors from ninety three ninety four. What's your beef with this set? I don't know. I kind of don't have a beef with it, but I sort of do. I don't like the name painted warriors. But, you know, again, I understand it because this is featuring the goalies and their masks and the, the paint jobs on their masks now. They obviously weren't as elaborate and crazy back in 93, 94. And they gradually got much more creative with the masks in years to follow. And the Painted Warrior set carried on, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was in multiple Leaf years. Uh, I believe it was in a couple of sets after Leaf went poof. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe mm-hmm. Panini resurrected it when they basically purchased rights to every set that was ever made that wasn't Upper Deck. You know, I debated whether or not I would take that one off the list or not. That one could go either way, I think. Well, I think my my I like the Painted Warrior set. I mean, I have a lot of insert sets from the 90s, whether I like them or not. I, I collect and I try to get everything or as much as I can. But I think looking back at it, what's funny about the 93-94 Leaf Painted Warrior set is that there's like this little like drawing of like a witch doctor mask like as like the icon for Painted Warriors, which I think now would be considered very, very, very insensitive but back then, it was just kind of par for the course. Like, oh, little voodoo witch doctor mask type critter, right? And now we'd look Remember, at it and say, yeah. that's probably offensive to a lot of people or some people who don't collect hockey cards, but still. It's offensive to witch doctors. Right. Now, Pinnacle Nifty 50. Again, this is another, okay, let's like come rhyming. up with something that rhymes. So let's put a rhyming pattern on here. So we're going to say Nifty 50. So what is this? 50 goal scorers, I believe this was supposed to be? Yep. Um, And then they recycled this again in 2010-11 in the Panini Dominion set. Okay, so you don't like rhyming. That's fine. And then you had 93-94 Ultra Premier Pivots. Yeah, it took me 15 years to realize what the heck that even meant. I I have a lot of the inserts, but I was like, Premier Pivots. Look at these pivots. I didn't realize, you know, there's a whole language thing. Well, pivot is slang for, like, a center because they're constantly pivoting. Yes. Okay. Or do I also not get it? Uh, Sure. I mean, that works. Uh, Okay. That's that's what I thought because, I mean, center is, like, one of those words, like, the word blue liner is always used to describe a defenseman. Uh, And so pivot... I always thought it meant, like, the center, the centerman. And I think about, like, a table hockey game, how you spin the little guy and he pivots on one foot, right? That I could see. But I can tell you, in all of the years of watching hockey, not until probably 2004 or 2005 did I ever hear anybody refer to them as that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I don't hear that term a lot. Like, blue liner or D-man, winger, you know, well, winger, obviously, but, like, you know, you hear those words a lot, but pivot, yeah, I don't hear anybody refer to a, a player as a pivot. Ooh, he's a shifty maybe, pivot. 
Maybe in Canada they do. Ooh, shifty pivots. That should be an insert set right there. Shifty pivots. I like the I like the way it sounds, right? Somebody's gonna listen and steal that. Yeah. Somebody's going to listen and steal that. Shifty pivots could be a rap album by Patrick yes. Kane. Actually, that would be a. Uh, actually, they probably won't steal that because now that Panini doesn't have a license. Well, Panini's not making hockey cards, nor are they listening to it's, this podcast. That, well, that's my point. They're not making hockey cards, so they're not going to come up with a stupid name. Shifty like pivots. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of Fleer Ultra, we also then had the Ultra Speed Merchants set. Ultra's good for coming up with. Fleer was good with their Ultra sets of coming up with kind of crazy names. Speed Merchants. Okay. Speed merchants. These are supposedly fast guys, guys that skate quickly, mm-hmm. but speed merchants would be people selling speed. So these are drug dealer cards. Cards of drug dealers? So, cards yeah. of drug dealers because they're speed merchants. They're selling speed. Speed is bad. Drugs are illegal. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Speed Mer- merchants came around again later on. That was where it first reared its ugly head was 93, 94. Well, you know, the first track on the Shifty Pivots album is called Speed Merchants. Oh. Well, I didn't know that. There so you that go. explains a lot. Yeah. Painted Warriors is the bonus track. Oh, that's cool. Moving along in the nineties we have ninety four ninety five Be a Player. Yeah, Be a Player this is probably one of the only ones that I put on my list as a, an actual set name, um, as far as manufacturer type thing. Um, rather than an insert set itself. I never really liked this name, Be a Player. I don't really know what they're getting at as well, far as Be a Player goes. I mean, I realize that this is this originally started off as a set that wasn't necessarily NHL licensed, but it was more player association licensed. Right. Um, so I guess that would make sense. But Be a Player, are they telling me I should be a player? Should I get off my butt and go out there and learn how to be a player um, so I can get on their fancy cardboard? I, I mean, th- I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I... I never, well, those early Be A Player sets are just ridiculous because it's like your favorite NHL stars in plain clothes. Oh, look, kids, it's Bill Ranford playing pool. It's Steve Smith taking a swim. They weren't exciting cards. The the name could have been a little more creative. Could have been a little more creative than Be A Player. Right. Now, true fact, Shifty Pivots was a self-titled album, but you know what their follow-up album was called? Um, I didn't know it was that kind of party. Be a player. Be a playa. P l a y a. Be a player. Yes, That's what I always thought playa. about. Like you yeah. know, don't don't hate the game, hate the player. No, I think it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, next time the NHL players go on strike, Gary Bettman will come out and he'll say, "Folks, don't hate the game, hate the players." You know, this this was the first, the Be A Player set, this one, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. was was a pinnacle or a score product. Was it not? I think it was Upper that, Deck. That year? It was was it Upper Deck? I think Pinnacle had a Be A Player set, too. They did, yeah. No, it then changed, later on, it changed in hands the game. in the game for a little while and back to Upper Deck. Yeah, it, it kind of yes, went all the, over. Yeah, okay. But it's bounced around and it's a phrase that I don't like, but that's just me, so... It's okay. Feel feel free to disagree. No, no, I'm I'm with you here. So then we have 9495 Leaf Crease Patrol. Crease 
the word crease is used too many times in sets. It starts to become just over the top. Crease Patrol, I think, is where it all started to unravel. Leaf, fire on ice. Fire on ice. What's the word? It's, water. It's like, yeah, it's water. It's melted and ice. I, it's ice and fire, and they don't go together. Mm. I get it, but this set, this set started then and popped up quite a few times and eventually was resurrected when Panini came out with Select. In thirteen fourteen, you know an awful lot about Panini products from like two thousand ten and onward. I think you're the only friend I have that actually bought that stuff. I have a lot of it just because it was fairly accessible where I buy cards. Okay, so fair enough. That's what happened. I got sucked into the whole thing. Right. Uh, and then you had OPG Premier Special Effects. Okay, I just don't like the name Special Effects. Special Effects wasn't an insert set; it was a parallel that year mm-hmm. and the cards so keep in mind this is 94 95 and we've you know advanced this much further in history in time and come up with all sorts of technological advances to card designs but back then special effects were let's take the base card and blur the background out and make it look like there's some kind of like blue ice covering it mm-hmm. that was it so just that was really it blurred the background and that was the special effect Yes, that was the special effect. Was the blur filter in Photoshop. Bravo. Yeah, and it was, like I said, it was more like a kind of like an ice pattern sort mm-hmm. of thing. I don't know. It's hard to describe. You'd have to look them up. Parker's Crash the Game. I got I to gotta disagree with you on that one. I liked the name Crash the Game. I liked the idea. It was a contest. I think it sounded cool. I think it was a neat idea that unfortunately kind of got kiboshed due to the lockout. But uh, what's your beef with this one? I don't know. It was, again, it was the name. I thought it was a silly name. Crash mm-hmm. Crash the Game. The contest thing was cool in the beginning, um, but then it kind of went over the top, I think, because it started with Parkhurst and then Upper Deck got a hold of it. And then it was every year there was some type of Crash the Game um, redemption or whatever and, and and it became just millions of millions of parallel versions of the same card with different dates on it and if a player scored on that day or whatever you know then you won and you had to get all the redemption cards together and cash them in for a bigger redemption set it just got ridiculous but the the initial name itself crashed the game i don't i don't know it bothered me but i could i could live without that one i could take that one off the list all right. What about uh, Pinnacle Boomers? Boomers. I don't even know what that is. Are these baby boomers? So these are like old players that are playing. But I guess back then they went old. Well, yeah. maybe they still would have been old. Well, they wouldn't have been. It's not. It's just players, just random players. The same half dozen, dozen guys in every insert set are all in that set, too. So it's not like guys with like booming slap shots. Maybe. I don't. <laughs> Maybe, that that I don't would have know. been my that would have been my guess just from the name of it. Yeah, I suppose it could be. I don't know what year was that one. That was ninety four, ninety five. Right? Yeah, Pinnacle Boomers. Let's see. So you got like Ally Afraidy in there. Yep, hard slap shot. Chelios, Madano, Jeff Sanderson, Ray Bork, Rob Blake, Beret. Well, Lindros. if you don't have Al McKinnis, then it can't be a set about hard slap shots. Oh, wait, there he is. Oh, yeah, three. he's in there. And yep, I afraid he, yeah, okay, well. Mm. I don't really know why they were in there. 
what this set was. How about score check it? Check it. See, this is another one I thought about leaving off the list. It's not necessarily a bad name. I guess I was more thinking of what these cards looked like more than anything else when I when I threw them on the list. No, that's fine. Um, they could be cards that look bad or yeah. cards that sound bad. A lot of the check it cards, if you look at the pictures on them, they're pictures taken either right before a check or after a check. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't look like anything's really happening. Gotcha. Now, quite a few of them do have players crashing into each other and smashing each other, but... Yeah, that was one of those things that I thought was kind of lame. And, of course, the Check It set lasted a couple years, disappeared, and then got resurrected again. Would you like better if it was called Check, Please? Check, Please. Oh, that's another one. Is that on the next album? No, I wasn't going to go back to my Shifty Pivots joke, but, uh, yeah, it could be. I I think at this point, this is where everybody stops the podcast, because they're like, uh, enough with your dumb joke about this rap group that doesn't exist. 9495 Stadium Club Dynasty and Destiny. Now I want to tell a little little true story about this. 9495 Stadium Club was supposed to come out in two series. Series 1 came out, series 2 was canceled. Dynasty and Destiny cards 1 through 5 were in series 1. Cards 6 through 10 were supposed to be in series 2. But they never came out. So cards 1 through 5 say like 1 out of 10, 2 out of 10, blah, 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 all the way up to 5 out of 10. But there was never any 6 through 10 because they were supposed to be in Stadium Club Series 2. Topps decided to put out a finest set. That was one of the agreements after the uh, the lockout. Players wanted there to be more trading card sets and they wanted cards to cost more than 50 cents a pack. They wanted premium cards like the baseball players were getting because those had... I guess those were making more money. So Top said, cool, and they came out with Finest instead of Stadium Club Series 2. So Dynasty and Destiny was a half an insert set. Another reason why it's silly. Other than the name itself, mm-hmm. the story you just told uh-huh. gives it another reason to be silly. Okay. I mean, yeah, it sounds kind of cool. Like, Dynasty and Destiny sounds like it could be like a kung fu flick, right? Dynasty and Destiny, yeah. Yeah. No. No, I don't. Sounds like a soap opera. Oh. Well, Dynasty was a soap opera. Right. Yeah. And Destiny, I think, is a stripper, but <laughs> I, I could be wrong. So then we had 9495 Tops, the go to guy. Yeah, I just don't like the name. Okay. It's, that's a silly name. Okay. Then moving on to 9596. All right, we've gone into another year, a non lockout year. Donruss Igniters. Yeah, the igniters goes with the fire on ice set. Yeah, they the, the thematically the, it does fit together. Yes, igniters. I don't know. At this point, I think in, they were starting to run out of names, so they just started coming up with stuff. And then you have emotion. We could we should do a show about emotion because that set was just so. It it ranks right up there with the with the Fleer Metal universe and a lot of the other nonsense from from that time period. But emotion intense. N-T-N-S-E, power. Yes, so Skybox comes out with this set called Emotion, and the Emotion set is supposed to capture the emotion of the players. And these are cards with some random colored background with a player cut out, not necessarily focused on the card, but off to the side or off to the top or to the bottom. And there's other words in the on the card that say things like intense or... Or power, or power, or hustle, or, yeah. yeah, all that, all that crazy stuff. So this is one of those insert sets, intense, 
Uh, yes, there are letters missing in the name, and it is not a typo. They deliberately did that, and I think it's silly. Like extreme, but with an yeah, X and then just with an X. This is because intense. that makes it more extreme. Right. How do you make extreme more extreme? Get rid of the E. <laughs> do you remember G.I. Joe Extreme? Yes. It was terrible. I'd rather not remember it. Do you but... remember Extreme Ghostbusters? I do. Yeah. Yes. That was... Uh... Actually, I didn't really watch that. Okay, then 95, 96, Pinnacle Roaring Twenties. Yes, I'm not real sure what this was supposed to be about. Is this players that played in the 20s? Or players that are 20 years old? Or well, I don't really remember what this set was about. Let's take a look. 95, 96, Pinnacle Roaring Twenties. Eric Lindros. Mm-hmm, he would have been in his 20s. Paul Correa, Martin Broder, Jeremy Roenick, Mike Madonna. Yep, I see a theme here. Everybody on this list is in their 20s. Okay. Well, and Yarmir Yager is still playing. So they could do a set now called Roaring 40s, and, and it would be like Yarmir Yager and no one else. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Keith Kachuk's still playing. No, he's gone. <laughs> right, exactly. Yarmir Yager and one other. Yeah, Roaring 40s. No, so Roaring 20s. Yep, these are all dudes in their 20s. Now, I think an insert set of players from the 20s, if you can remember any, besides uh, George Vezina. Yeah, if you could remember them and Howie actually Warrens. find decent photos. So, okay, so Roaring Twenties. Score Border Battles. Another one, it's just silly. Pierre Turgeon, Wayne Gretzky, Cam Neely, Joe Sackick, Doug Gilmore, Brett Hull, Pat LaFontaine. They just look like regular old cards. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, it's just a regular insert card. It's got a little medallion over on the side. It says Border Battle, and it has either the flag of what country they're from. So Canada... I don't know. I mean, if Russia, you're, whatever. If you're going to make insert cards, at least make something interesting that people want and not just like, here's another card of Wayne Gretzky because it's Wayne Gretzky. He should be in every set called Cherry Pickers. Cherry Pickers, right. So then we move on to 96, 97. Uh, what is this? Be a player, biscuit in the basket. <sighs> another. Hey, punch the basket! just another kind of ridiculous name and the weird part is the cards themselves i don't even know why they call them that if i don't know if you have any of these but they were silver Mm -hmm. they had like a silver foil background and then the player was in the middle in like a red background and then it was just a player cutout. they almost looked like playing cards yeah they were called biscuit in the basket and i don't know why they were called that and don't have anything to do with that. Now, that'd be funny if, like, one of those, like, restaurants, like a Bob Evans, where you would actually get biscuits, like, where you would order biscuits, if they had, like, a biscuits in the basket, like, meal, where you'd get, like, a biscuit and, like, uh, I don't know, what do you eat with biscuits? Gravy, I guess? Gravy. Right, you know, and, like, what else? Because it would have to be a meal, like an orange juice and then, like, an exclusive upper deck trading card, right? And that would be the, the biscuit in the basket meal. It would Bob be Evans. hidden in the gravy. <laughs> you have to finish all your gravy before you That's can. Right. Yeah, I hope they hope they double wrap that card. Like instead of like gum stains or wax stains, it would be like a gravy stain on the card. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. It'd be gross. So then we had Fleer picks, jagged edge. Yeah, jagged. Edge, I just thought that name was kind of stupid. The cards themselves have that. 
they have a border on the side. I think it's on like the level, like cut up. Like somebody took scissors to it. See that it's not actually die cut. Now, if it was called Jagged Edge, you would think it would be die cut, but it's not because this was probably a little before the whole die cut craze went went down. So mm-hmm. you're right in that they should have been die cut cards, and they weren't. If you're going to call something Jagged Edge, or you should at least be able to cut yourself on it. It should be sharp. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and then we have a, a trifecta from Leaf that year. We have yeah. leather and laces shut yes. down and sweaters away. Leather and laces, and I have a few of these. Um, Sounds kind of sexy. These are numbered. Okay. They're serial numbered. I think they were out of 5,000. They were hard to pull at the time. But I remember looking at the card and for the longest time thought, why are these players in front of a football? Because it, it shows a the background is like a close-up shot of a skate all laced up. Mm-hmm. But it only it has the majority of like the laces on the side, mm-hmm. and so it looks like they're standing in front of a football. I don't know leather and laces. The name you're right. It sounds like something. It sounds like something more for the uh, what do they call it? The bench warmers set. Yeah, it does actually. Shut down. Yeah. yeah, shut down. I think that was another goalie set. I don't really remember much about it other than the name's kind of stupid. Sweaters away. I don't even get that. Like, are these just players in their away jerseys? Maybe. And if that is the case, why? <laughs> I mean, See, half the cards they, you have, they're in home jerseys or away jerseys or whatever. So what they could have done is they could have done a set of guys that had, like, really powerful slap shots, and they could have called it Bombs Away. There probably is a set somewhere like that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, or if not, I'm sure there will be in five years. Then we had uh, Leaf Limited from 96-97. We had Bash the Boards and Stubble. Yeah, Bash the Boards is just another silly name. But Stubble, and these were tough. And I saw the Gretzky Stubble at a card show not too long ago. Are these players with playoff beards? Not playoff beards, stubble. I don't remember seeing any of these cards with a guy that had a full beard. It's just like a real close-up shot of their faces, and like they haven't shaved for a couple days. And like I said, I remember seeing the Gretzky at, at a card show not too long ago. The guy had it under a glass case, and he wanted like ninety-five dollars for this card. When was this? Um, nineteen ninety-six. Yeah, these are from ninety six, ninety seven. No, when did you? When did the guy want ninety five dollars for this card? Oh, like the November Chicago show. Oh, jeez. Like from last year. I used to go to this card shop downtown. They're now long gone. They closed a couple years ago. They were a card and coin shop. I actually used to go to this place back in college, and you know, I'd check in every six months or a year. He didn't really have a lot of stuff, and like couple years ago I'm there and like he pulls out all these hockey cards and he has like all these like mid 90s inserts of like Eric Daze players from like right around that time and they all have like $10 price tags and he had like some Daze card tagged at like $30 and I said what do you want for this card and he looks down at it and he goes $30 and I said sir you've had this card for so long the card holder was yellowed the top loader was yellowed. And I'm like, this is not a $30 card. I, I'm trying to be nice. I'm, I'm trying not to be a smartass, but I'm trying to explain to him, 
you know, since the internet came out and you can get this card for like a couple of dollars, they were all cards that should have been maybe a dollar each. And he has like these five, 10, 20, $30 price tags on it. And the card holders are yellowed. That was the funny thing. So stubble. Yeah, that sounds just, if you can find, here's the thing. If you can find any of the, get quite a bit of money on the side, but 90 some dollars for a mid nineties insert even though I think it they were numbered Gretzky. out of like 1500 so and it was Gretzky, but that was it was crazy. I remember seeing it and I thought that's that's ridiculous. So, okay, so we anyway. move on from Leaf to Leaf Limited to Leaf Preferred with the Mask Marauders and the Vanity Plates. Mask Marauders is kind of I don't know. It's I think that's another silly name that actually stuck around for quite a while. Uh, most of the Leaf Preferred sets that came out in the late, mid to late 90s, they all had the Mass Marauder set, so obviously some people liked it. But the Vanity Plates one, I think, was, was interesting. Now, if you remember Leaf Preferred, that was one of those sets that had that lovely, should I peel it or should I not peel protective covering on it? So all of the cards from that set all had the please remove or whatever it said on it. Mm-hmm printed on the card so that pretty much covered up what you saw on the card but the the vanity plate cards looked like license plates and they featured players with i don't know that they were all their nicknames i have the mario lemieux one and it says super on it Mm -hmm. and it just has like a little picture of them and it's a horizontal card and it looks like a license plate that kind of sounds cool i think they made one of like pot man it says the cat on it i think Gretzky says great one on it or something like that. I think the name's silly. The cards look kind of cool. And then you have from 96-97, Topps Picks Ice D. Yeah. Topps Picks Ice D. Were they trying to say Ice T? Or were they just trying to be funny with a defensive player only set? These were ugly cards. I have a couple of them. They're just the design of them is completely ridiculous. It says Ice D really big. It's huge on the card. A defense, a defense insert set. Yeah, it's all defensemen. It's got like Chelios and Ray Bork and a bunch of other defensemen, and then there's goalies in it too. So well, they're part of the defense. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just the design of these were 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 awful. And Ice D, I think, is a silly name. It sounds like they're trying to say Ice T, but whatever. Ultra Mr. Momentum. Again, I have no idea what they're getting at. You know, it's another set that's filled with star players. So, you know, take with it what you want. I think this is another ultra set where we ran out of things to call cards. So we're going to call him Mr. Momentum. Makes no sense to me. What do we got here next? Uh, Donruss Elite, Back to the Future. Okay, Back to the Future. That's obviously ripping off the movie. What was this movie that it's ripping off? Um, I think it was um, Bright Lights, Big City. Right, okay. Taking from Team Wolf 2, right. Yeah, Team (laughs) Wolf 2. Yeah, the Back to the Future cards, these were... Do you have any of these? Do you know? No, no. That was was right at the time when I stopped collecting for a while. Kind of went on like a five or six year hiatus. So these were supposed to feature like veteran player and a young star. Like Dynasty and Destiny. They were serial numbered. They were just a silly design. Kind of silly. But they had those in every um, every sport that they put out. 
Donruss did that year. And then uh, those legend, came back later on. Too. They came back to yeah. in the future. Yeah, 2010, 11, limited. Uh, they put the Back to the Future set in it again. Okay, so Donner's prior. Here comes oh, my ahead. favorite one. This oh, is my Donner's favorite. Was that was that the one with the stamps and stuff? Yes. Okay, I, I, you know, everybody thinks I know everything about hockey cards, and I, I there's some things that I just don't bother to f- ever find out. And like Donner's priority is like one of those things because every now and then I'll be at like a show and I'll be like. Oh, I found this postcard with Steve Eiserman on it, or I found this stamp with Mark Messier, and I just, you know, like I said, at that point, that was when they were doing the coins and the cards and the cans and everything else, and I just stopped caring. So, what's yeah. up with this? I don't know what the idea was of this whole thing, but everything was kind of postal related. So, mm-hmm. a lot of the insert sets were um, like the Postmaster Generals. Ah, so goalies. Set, and. They had postcards and stamp of approval, and it was just, it was all postal related, and it, it doesn't make any sense. And the whole thing, Donruss priority, I think they meant priority shipping. I think that's what they were talking about. Okay. So it was all kind of related to. Well, like a priority package, things. yeah. So I guess Donruss was predicting that 10 years from then, People would be trading cards through the mail all the time. And that's why they came out with that set. Well, I mean, they had priority mail back in the 90s. I remember getting stuff via priority. But that's that's essentially what this... Direct deposit, that was another one from that from that set. Direct deposit. I didn't even know that was a thing back then. Like Apparently. I didn't even know that was a thing they could riff on back then. Sure, I guess. They could come up with anything. Because 97, 98, I was still like waiting in line to get my paycheck. And then I would wait in line to cash my paycheck. Spent a lot of time just waiting in lines back then. Yes, there were lots of lines. You know, they should have done... Here, hear me out on this. They should have done a set called Donruss Priority Goin, G-O-I-N, Goin Postal. There you go. Could have been like a card of Marty McSorley, like whacking someone over the head with the stick. It could have been a card of uh, Todd Bertuzzi, you know, uh, ending somebody's career. It, it could have been cards like that, right? Called Going Postal. Or, Ten cards of like players who just freaked out and, and hurt another player really bad. Or Dennis Weidman. Oh, yeah. Well, that could be card number one. We can um, do this now. I mean, we don't have to. We don't. We don't have to wish that Donruss, because you know, McSorley didn't do that in until what two thousand or something, and 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 same with Bertuzzi. So yeah, we could we could do this. But okay, Donruss priority. Every one of these have silly names. Yes, I agree. Okay, ninety seven, ninety eight Pacific card supials. I don't even understand what that means. I mean. Uh... Is that supposed to sound like marsupials? Part of it was part of Crown Collection, so Pacific came out with the this other set that was Crown Collection, and the different set of the Pacific logo by itself. It had the crown in the corner. It said Crown Collection, and the cards had like a mirror foil to them. Other than that, I don't know what card supial means. Like marsupial, so they like have pouches. I don't know. Well, let's see. According to MoreWords.com. List all words ending with supial. Only one word was found, marsupial. Yeah, so Pacific Crown Collection card supials. These cards should technically have pouches on them. 
Oh, yeah, you know, they should have been, yeah, here. The definition of marsupial, having a pouch for carrying the immature young or of pertaining to the marsupial. There you go. Uh, so better design of this card would be have an old player featured on the card with, with a little a pouch. pocket. And in the pouch is a younger player that's supposed to be his contemporary that you can pull out. It's like a little mini card. Oh, my God. So you could have had, like, a card of Mario Lemieux with, like, a little pouch, and then, like, Yarmir Yager could have gone in that pouch, yeah, right? Yeah, ex exactly. And so then you could was... have had one of, like, Chris Chelios, and then, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like, mid to late 90s, who would have been, like, an up-and-coming defenseman? Maybe, like, a Keith Carney or something like that. Yeah, so or... it, it's it's kind of a play on that dare-to-tear rip card, only this one has a little pocket, and you just pull the card out, and you now... don't have to destroy it. There was a set of cards that that had like a card that like slid out. Do you remember those? I forget the name of them, but it was like a card that was pretty thick, and then it had like a card that you would pull out. Uh, the goalie pulls that came out in twelve thirteen mm -hmm. that were part of uh, contenders, I believe. Um, that the goalie pulls had the thicker card in the middle that was kind of cut out, mm -hmm. almost shadow boxed, and then on the side you slid out the. For whatever reason, I don't know. You slid the picture out of the side. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come all the way out. It just comes most of the way out. Yeah, I don't know. It's silly. It Cardsupials is like... That has got to be one of the dumbest names. Because all of these were either like... They had alliteration, crease crashers. Or they were a play on words. Or they were just trying to sound extreme. And like Icequake or Intense. But like Cardsupials is just... Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Pinnacle Inside, stand-up guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the name, and I also didn't like the cards. So um, what's the deal with the cards? So the idea was there would be a part one and a part two mm -hmm. of these cards. And they would feature, I think they featured two different players maybe. Or maybe mm -hmm. one player. I don't know. One side basically had the goalie mask, and the other side had the goalie. But you had to get two cards, and they were slit down the middle. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you got them both, you could turn them sideways and slide them together to make like a four-panel card mm -hmm. that would stand up. And I don't know. The name Stand Up Guys, they could have come with something better than that. But Were they all of goaltenders? I believe so. Okay, well, goaltenders, you know, they stand up, they fall down, and then they stand back up, right? I would get that if that only was used in hockey, but they had those in baseball, too, and they were called stand-up guys. And I think it was just because the cards stood up once you put the two together. Right. Well, you've heard so. the term, like, he's a stand-up guy, right? Sure. Yeah. But I can think of plenty of goalies that are, are not nice people. Right. So. Like that Penguins goalie that you suffered for 10 years. <sighs> okay, singing so a goalies, and then we had score net worth. Yeah, just the name I thought was silly. You okay. can take it or leave it, but net worth I thought was kind of silly. Upper deck sixth sense. Yeah, this this set is still around. Sixth sense. I don't know what it refers to. I guess I, I don't get the reference. Like these are players that. Are psychic? I don't. I don't know. They can see dead people. They probably can. They can see dead hockey players. Maybe these are all players of players that are friends with Bruce Willis. Yeah, Maybe that's what it is. Right. They see the ghost of Howie Morenz. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, on an upper deck smooth grooves. It's a play on words. It's it's yeah, it's it's like a rhyming smooth grooves. It's a it's silly. It's silly. It's a silly list, and this is a silly card set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. It does. Blades cut grooves into the ice. They do, but what when there's a groove in the ice, it's no longer smooth. Right. So it's like an oxymoron. So like a smooth groove would be like a record, right? Like 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 smooth grooves. Like wouldn't that be like, hey, we're gonna hey, why don't we come back to my pad and we'll listen to some smooth grooves, right? You're not bringing up the record again, are you? The record? Yeah. Records, your, you know. Your next album. Oh no 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 no! I, no I, are we going back to the album again? Shifty pivots. No, I I wasn't gonna go back to that because I think after three times, I I think after that they can uh, they can boo you off stage for for, for yes. doing that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, actually, smooth grooves that could be the the third track on that album. Okay, I like this next one because this whole this whole thing. So it's from ninety eight ninety nine. We've moved to the the twilight years of the of the decade. This whole like everything Pacific Omega Planet Ice. That whole thing just sounds like a movie title. Like like a B-movie from like the 70s, Pacific Omega Planet Ice. Well, 97-98 is the is the official entry of Pacific into the hockey world and them throwing themselves mercilessly at hockey collectors. So Pacific is obviously the manufacturer. Omega was the set, and the insert set's called Planet Ice. So that's where all those names come from. Right, but just together. I see what you're saying. Pacific, Omega, Planet Ice, yes. Right. I have a few of these cards, and they they don't reference a planet, and they really don't reference ice. And the fact that they call them Planet Ice is silly. Like Metal Universe, silly. Yes, silly. Was this also Pacific Revolution? Yes, Revolution was another set by Pacific, and this set was called Chalk Talk. All right. Again, let's come up with two words and let's rhyme them. Um, Chalk Talk has been around for a while. I think Chalk Talk was in basketball. I think Tops made a basketball set. Mm-hmm. It was called that, like years, years and years before that. But. Um, yeah, Chalk Talk, at least with Chalk Talk, you think, okay, if somebody's going to say Chalk Talk, what are you talking about? Well, it's somebody's going to, a coach is going to grab a chalkboard and is going to draw up a play, right? Right, I think that's what I would, if, if I was like, if somebody said, hey, let's make an insert set called Chalk Talk, I'd say, okay, let's get a coach, like a, maybe an out-of-work coach, like a Mike Mulberry or a, or a um, mullet boy, what's his name? Uh-oh. Barry Melrose. Melrose. And... Have them actually. This would be actually Melrose would be really good for this because he was a coach for a long time and he's good at explaining things. On the front, have a picture of a player, right? Like an Ovechkin, right? Mm-hmm. Like popular player because it's an insert set. And then on the back, have the coach diagram like a play that Ovechkin is good at, like. Just even and, and just explain it a little bit. I mean, I know hockey's a lot of imp- improvisation and not always set plays, but I think I think like I'd want to have like a, a picture of a player, and then I'd, on the back I'd want to have like a, a famous coach talk about some sort of a play, chalk talk. That that's what I, how I would see this set. Okay, you're partially right. Good. Um, the set has a picture. It's not. 
it's a very small picture. These are kind of horizontal printed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a player picture that takes up about a third of the card on the far side. And then the rest of the card is taken up by a portion of a rink, a picture of a rink. Mm-hmm. And it's got little dots on it showing where the players are. And all of the cards are the same. None of them have different plays on them. They all look exactly alike. But that center ice thing is actually laser die cut into the card. Hmm. So it's kind of cool looking. Just, again, I threw it on there because the name is silly. So when you said I was partially right, what you meant I was partially right about is, yes, there is a picture on the card. and that is There's the a only- picture of the player on the card. And There's that's a the only of- thing I got right. Yes, and and when they describe a play, they actually... Well, I don't know if the back describes a play or not. Does the back describe a play? Uh, no, the back just describes something about the player, and that's about it. Hmm. And then there's a little picture of the player on the back, and that's pretty much it. And that's all you get out of that set. So. Wow. Okay. So you could make Jock Talk and do it your way. And I think it'd be better my way. Yes, it would be better. So then we have Crown Royale, Centri- which, okay, so 99, 2000. Okay, we're finally in the 2000s. And I think we're going to probably save the 2001 and up for 2000, uh, 2001 up for a future podcast because this one's getting a little long in the tooth, but that's okay. We're having fun. So Crown Royale, Century 21 from 1999, 2000. Now, when I yes. hear Crown Royale, I think of RC Cola. As you should. Royal Crown. But wasn't yes. Crown Royale also uh wasn't that also a liquor? Uh Crown Royal is a liquor, yes. Right, it comes in the purple bag, right? The purple it does, it comes in a purple bag, has a little crown cap on the bottle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, you are so, correct. So Crown Royale Century Twenty One. These are players who had DUIs. These are these are players who in the off season are also real estate agents. You're kidding. Yes, I'm kidding. Okay, well, hey, you, you, <laughs> all right, nobody would have believed my DUIs, but I could see a Because pl- Century, it's Century 21. Right, how okay. Not, how can you have Century 21? Isn't that a copyright infringement? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the 21st century. Isn't Crown Royale a copyright infringement? I don't know. I think they put an E on the end. Royale E, yeah. El Cheese yeah. Royale. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what they call yeah. a hockey card in France? Uh, Le 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 Card. Le Crown Royale. No. Yeah, these said uh, I don't I don't remember what the specifics were of this set either, other than it just said Century Twenty One on the card and had the player on it. That was it. I don't know well, why. Well, it was these... the twenty first century, right? Is that, what, is that what it was? Yeah. So this is kind of like. This is like uh, Team 2000, but being actually in 2000. I gotcha. So, uh, rounding the bend here, then we have uh, another great Pacific set. Pacific Dynagon Ice Checkmate. Now, I don't... What the hell is Dynagon? It's actually Dynagon Ice is the is the name of the set. Well, what's a Dynagon? It sounds uh-huh. like some sort of D&D creature that you would try to kill on a dungeon crawl. Um, a Dynagon is a, I don't know. I was going to come up with something, but I got nothing. I don't know. It was just a set that, that they made. It just, it started off in 97. It was Pacific Dynagon is all it was called. And then later on when it came again, it became Dynagon Ice. 
So I don't really know. It's like one of those cardsupial words. Yeah, kind of. So, uh, yeah, it's okay. So ice at uh, checkmate is the name of the. Yeah, checkmate is the insert set. Would you have preferred yeah. check, please? We can go back to the check, please things, but I don't know that checkmate was a right, I guess, phrase to use for this. Checkmate obviously being a chess term, or checkmate like two players team up together to check somebody. I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't. I, I don't have any of those. I've never seen it. I know what they look like. Okay, so. and our last one for this podcast is uh, 1999-2000 Pacific Revolution ornaments. Yeah, um, I put this on here not so much the name ornaments is is bad because out of context you really think uh, ornaments. I don't know what what is this feature? You know, players with ornaments. Well, you'd be partially right because the card is an ornament. It doubles as a card and also a Christmas tree ornament. So it has all like a of these cards or hang tab or something. That's exactly what it has. I'm glad you brought that up. All of the cards look like Christmas ornaments. There's stockings, there's Christmas balls, there's Christmas trees. And they all have a hole punched in the corner, and they all have a string hanging out of the hole, and you're supposed to open the pack and hang this on your Christmas tree. Now, honestly, there's been a lot of dumb ideas and cards and a lot of gimmicks and things like that, which is a whole other podcast to talk about gimmicks. But this is one of the dumbest ideas, I think, has ever been put into a card, and that's turning your card into an ornament. It's literally an ornament. I'm not even making that up. I, I Suddenly, I want this insert set. It sounds so terrible. I didn't think anything could top co-stars, but this, this tops it. Because they're it's still card-shaped, but it's like a, a card with a, a round shape with a player on it, right? Is oh, that... they're, they're die-cut. Oh, they're, they're die-cut. Die cut, they're die-cut in the shape of whatever they are. So the one that looks like the, the stocking is die-cut like the stocking. The only part that's not is there's like a little strip kind of across the bottom that has the pertinent information like the team and the player name and stuff. It's like a little nameplate. But the rest of it, like the wreath, is die-cut round like a wreath with a bow on top. True story. I used to take trading cards, and I'd put them in a card saver too. You know, the one that had a little lip at the top? I'd punch a hole in that card saver, and then I'd run a string, and then I'd hang cards on a tree, when I, when, on our Christmas tree when I was a kid. See, you were innovative. You could have came up with these ideas, sold them to card manufacturers long before 1999, 2000 Pacific came up with this idea, and you could have made millions. Well, hey, my uh, my idea for uh, Shifty Pivots is still uh, for sale if anybody's interested. And if not, that's okay. But uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. And when we continue this conversation, we will uh, bust into the 2000s with many, many more of these ridiculous insert sets. For more hockey goodness, follow us on Twitter at PuckJunk. Thank you.